Listen, broads, I am a sucker for a good smelling home. It's pretty much a non-negotiable for me. And all of the candles that I have, okay, trust me, there are a ton. The ones I'm always going back to are my candles from Jenny Kane. You may have heard us rave about Jenny Kane's luxury closet staples before, but did you know they also make the best furniture and home goods? All of their pieces are crafted with the same premium materials and timeless designs as their clothes, and they'll bring a little bit of luxury into your daily life. Like I said, I'm currently loving their candles, but I've also got my eyes on some of their furniture for my living room, and I even purchased a pair of their slippers for my mom for her birthday. She is loving them. I got my sister one of the candles for her birthday and oh, she was obsessed and I'm now her gifts. favorite sister. So <laughs> there you go. All you need to know. Um, find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use code chatty at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code chatty. Welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello there, broads. Mm -hmm. Hello. This is like an emergency episode, kind of. I know, kind of. Even though I will say we are recording this on Friday before this episode drops on Tuesday. (laughs) Because... Uh, if I'm a little discombobulated right now, it's because I am, I'm going to be gone for the next couple days. So Becca agreed to do this now. God bless for my mother's 60th birthday. I'm going and staying with her for a few days. Bless and, your heart. Well, I know we're excited, but it's been a little bit of a, a thing the past, the past couple days. I, my mother's boyfriend is the sweetest man in the entire world. And he had this idea that we should put on a play for my mom of of the different versions of Sylvia. So we should all be, uh, you know, uh, different Sylvia's throughout time. That was his whole idea. He's like, you could play, you could pretend to be Sylvia when she was like in her twenties. And like Ember could be Sylvia when she's, um, you know, she was little <laughs> and I was just dying because I was like, first of all, God bless your precious heart. My family is so not like cutesy that I'm just dying to see what this is going to be like because my family is just, you know, my mom is very practical. So I'm I'm excited to see what a play is going to look like. Also, I was just so tempted to because as I'm like writing up my script, I'm like, what if I wrote in like really uncomfortable parts like oh I'm gonna pretend to be Sylvia when she wasn't supporting me during that one specific boyfriend time (laughs) (laughs) or I'm gonna play Sylvia when she didn't show up to my big college award (laughs) what was she wearing that day oh I don't know because she didn't come (laughs) (laughs) what Sylvia did you get assigned no, I'm having to. I'm making the decision of what Sylvia oh. I'm going to be. So I've been kind of throwing around. You're like maybe absent mother Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> what about divorce Sylvia? <laughs> oh man, that's going to be good. Film it. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited what Sylvia Evan is going to choose to play. Um. So yeah. <laughs> So thank you so much for this emergency, you know, uh, doing this emergency pod with me. We're we're getting you from Grayston's gym right now. 
Um, yes, I'm recording from Long Beach Rising Studios. Ooh. Honestly, like the video footage of this is going to look fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at myself in the camera right now and I'm like, wow, dazzling. So Just white. So chic. So chic. <laughs> so chic. So wealthy, mm. you know. <laughs> She's opulent, honey. <laughs> Um, no, today's episode is going to be good. I'm like actually feeling a little nervous, a little, a little anxious for it. Not going to lie. We're going to, we're going to get into some shit this episode. Like this is going to be, this is going to be hot. This is going to be a little hot. I'm also, I mean, we're covering like a multitude of sort of. There there are numerous things. Yeah. Numerous, numerous things to cover. I'm also feeling slightly nervous. Yeah. First things first, um, justice for myself, because um, I need to talk about how on the last episode with Harry, everyone said that I dressed up for him. And to set the record straight, <laughs> I was wearing yoga pants and a tank top. And yes, I had a little lacy bralette underneath. But y'all think I was trying to I was trying to start my open relationship <laughs> right then and there. And I just have to say back off. <laughs> Back off. If that is your idea of me getting dressed up for a man, honey, I am apparently setting the bar low for myself. I mean, I was shocked at the number of people like looking back, looking back, getting all dressed up as if I was in some Met Gala outfit when I was literally wearing Lululemons and a fucking Brandy Melville tank. I think your hair, you, first of all, the photos, the way you were posing, you were looking very gorge and like the hair was pretty luscious. So I think that was just the makeup was popping. I mean, but yes, also, I did wash my hair. So I guess, again, <laughs> I guess I'm setting the, the bar pretty low for myself. <laughs> but also, also, I mean, you put some makeups on just because Harry... You know, what was so funny is I'm I was I was dying about all of the broads reactions because, yes, he was kind of a random when I was initially talking to him. I was like, oh, <laughs> when we stopped recording for The Bachelor during the um, I think it was the quarantine times, everyone yeah. was sending messages to cover too hot to handle. And we decided yeah. not to. So I was like, oh, he it's the same vein. But um, yeah, I was just. I was cracking up because everyone was just like, this is so <laughs> random. But then I was also thinking too, you know, it's so funny. I, I was telling Becca, I was like, this is the biggest guest we had ever had because we don't have guests that often. Yeah. And even the biggest, does Tyler Cameron have the most followers in Bachelor Nation? Mm, of the men. It's kind of wild. I think Hannah, Hannah Brown has like, oh wait, he might have more than Hannah Brown. He might I think be he's right. got like 2.2 million and I was like, you know, what's kind of wild is that like, like the biggest names in Bachelor Nation, like some of the, these two hot to handle contestants have Probably more double. I know. And that's yeah, the weird like four milli. I was thinking about that, too, because I was like, I was actually I was actually really thinking about that. And I'm like, technically, I feel like Nick Viall is actually like. Even though he has way less followers and stuff like The Bachelor is a really iconic reality TV show. So I'm yes. like. To, to I'm like it, it's just kind of interesting because I don't know why the followers pan out that way maybe just much younger viewers because also you yeah. know he blew up on TikTok so then it's like okay I bet a bunch of his TikTok fans are like 14 and 15 year old girls I don't know anyway um regardless <laughs> a lot of people I saw a lot of people <laughs> justice commenting for Becca <laughs> justice for me um justice for Jess for hyping it up anyway that oh, was all about that anywho. um so 
Yeah, I was just I was just gonna be like, so first so things first, are we gonna happened. talk about Colton? Um, yeah, let's start with Colton. Or do we have smaller stuff? Is there anything smaller? Because I know we have like two big topics that we want to cover. But are there any other little drama tea things that you uh, want to talk one, about? One being that Matt is like jet setting around the United States right now. And he is officially like hanging out with all of the TikTokers. Speaking of Oh, Harry. I saw that. So I he's, saw that. he's made his way to like the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight in Atlanta where all the TikTokers right. are going to be. Um, he's actually probably hanging out with Harry. The worlds overlap. They collide. Reality TV. It's, you know, it's just amorphous, some sponge where everyone collects. Um, So I'm sure that he's going to be getting some serious heat just for like people, you know, everyone is saying that he's like a clout chaser and all that. This whole now like TikTok hang, I'm sure is not... (laughs) Even though my thing is, it's just like, God bless, guys. I mean, also, like, why can't you also, I mean, I don't know. Why can't you also be into that hanging out with all these like clout gods? And then like, also, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that is the equivalent of like not being serious about finding a partner. That's just the, something that's weird to me. I'm like, why does like liking attention or wanting to be around people who are cloudy? Like, why does that? I don't I know. know. Does that necessarily invalidate his season? Like, I don't think so. Also, like, at the end of the day, and I I will always come back to this, ABC asked him to be The Bachelor before he had ever even appeared on the show. So they wanted him. They used him. God bless that he is now using this opportunity to expand his career. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got fucked over by it. Do whatever the hell you want at this point, right? And you know how it goes, too. I think that's the thing. And I know this is going to sound so, like, probably obnoxious and L.A.-ish. But once you get into a certain scene, everyone kind of hangs out. So, like, the reality TV people are hanging out with the TikTokers. And the TikTokers are hanging out with the newer musicians. And the musicians are hanging... Like, you know how it goes. It's just, like, they have parties and it's a mixture of people from all different worlds that are in celebrity. And then you hang out and you meet the people that you like and you have a good time. Like, I mean, I I will say though, you don't see Zach or Tasha hanging out with TikTokers. Well, here's also Zach and Tasha seem very mature and like they want to be married and be together. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the only thing where it's like, and like, I'm not going to act like I'm better than anyone or anything, but like, even just being 26 and not having kids right now, like I wouldn't want to hang out with a bunch of TikTok stars. So I will say that kind of thing to me is sort of like, I've been a big Matt stan, but I'm kind of like, okay, like I, I, I see you. I would, I mean, blessings to the TikTokers, not a scene that I'm caring to hang out with as like a 32 year old woman. But again, I keep for like I keep having these images of everyone was obsessed with Matt when he was in the quarantine crew. And guess what? The quarantine crew were TikTokers. It was like a little tiny TikToker house. So it makes sense to me then that that like those groups of people are overlapping. Right. Right. You know, I'm like, not for me, (laughs) not for me, friends. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm wait. I'm awaiting, you know, more. But I do understand people being like, okay, Matt, is this what working on yourself looks like? 
This is what taking oh, time to work 1, on yourself looks like. One thousand percent. I'm like Matt. As far as I'm aware, Bryce Hall not a great therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Just the thought. But you know, <laughs> uh, anyhow, yeah, looks a little bit like distracting yourself to me. Yes, but yes, you know, yes. Live your life. I don't. I don't fucking care at this point. You know, whatever. I don't no. hate the man. I'm not obsessed with him. But just like whatever. Let him yeah. live his life. Let him live his life. Okay, broads. We're gonna take a quick pause here. So here's a not so fun fact. I am a bundle of anxiety. Okay, especially in this past year, I've tried everything. But one of my favorite ways to feel better has always been feel CBD. It helped me with all my body aches and the pains that it can bring. Thank you, Feel CBD. Yes, we love a Feel CBD over in my house as well. It helps me with migraines, with a little mild stress and anxiety. And all you have to do is place a few drops under your tongue and you'll feel the difference within minutes. It's my favorite way to naturally feel my absolute best. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking, hold up, I've never tried CBD before. Trust me, that's okay. Feels has an awesome dedicated team available to chat with you for free on their hotline. When it comes to CBD, it's all about taking the right dose in order to get the best experience possible in their customer service team will help you do that so you can start feeling better ASAP. And if you already love CBD, be sure to join the Feels monthly membership. You're going to get your Feels CBD delivered right to your door and you'll even save money on every order. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash chatty and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash chatty to become a member and you're going to get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash chatty. F-E-A-L-S. Broads, if I had to make a list of things I would choose to do in my free time, I can 1000% say uh, to be sure that going to the post office would be one of the last things on that list. And no hate to the post office at all. But let's be honest, between the way too small parking lots and the lines longer than Disneyland, it is not exactly a convenient place to go. And if you're still spending any amount of time at the post office, let us tell you about stamps.com, your new time-saving, money-saving best friend. Stamps.com brings the post office to you. Whether you're a small business shipping out orders on the reg, or if you're just trying to send a package to loved ones back home, Stamps.com can literally do it all. All you have to do is use your home computer to easily print out official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. After that, just schedule a pickup, and there's literally nothing else you have to do. Could not be more simple, you guys. I pretty much only use Stamps.com now, and not even just for the time it saves me, thanks to Stamps.com. I'm saving big time, okay? When you use Stamps.com, you'll get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. That is a lot. We are talking about discounts you can't even get at the post office. Wow. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code chatty, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the mic at the top of the homepage and type in chatty. That's stamps.com. Promo code chatty stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Um, also we have official bachelorette and bachelor in paradise dates, which is exciting. Wow. 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 Guess what broads? I have exciting news for you. We are working on some new, improved, fantastic. Y'all are going to be obsessed with it. 
merch that we're planning yes. to launch pretty much right around the beginning of the bachelorette season. So stay tuned because we are, I'm we're we're both super, super excited. We're working with a merch company that, you know, sources, eco-conscious, mm-hmm. you know, hats, tees, sweatshirts, all that kind of stuff. And Jess and I are making moves and making yes. cool shit. So it's going to be really good. So High June, quality. So cute. So excited. The bros might even have their own line. Just a little tease. You know, yeah. we're also throwing around the idea of who knows, maybe a uh, virtual live show. Which, yes. you know, if we do end up doing that, it will be fucking crazy. So anyway, when, just, some, when, just some like projects in the works yes. that y'all can keep in your and peripherals. Broads, when we do the live show, because inevitably we will do it. I don't want to I don't want to tell you what it is because I don't want anybody out here stealing our ideas because no. they are gold. But it is going to be a banger. It's going like, to be wild. Crazy. Like, yes. I know a virtual show sounds lame, but, like, the ideas that we have no. for this are out of control in the there, best it's way. Gonna, it's going to be extremely wild, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited, <laughs> too. Okay, anyway, so those are just some fun things coming up. Yeah, Bachelorette, uh, yeah. June 8th, June 7th. Uh, June, what is it? June 7th, Katie's Bachelorette, and then Bachelor in Paradise starts the 16th of August. So I, I, be- I don't even think there's going to be a week in between. Mm. There might be one week, but I'm pretty sure it's just straight into Bachelor in Paradise, okay. which we know is going to be absolutely mental um and what i wanted to touch on for a a moment here is that people were heated because katie bachelorette katie's promo came out and it appears that they have done her dirty i am not sure how much of a budget cut they've gotten during this potential chris harrison lawsuit maybe they're collecting (laughs) their coins to make sure that they're able to protect themselves but this the this it's, promo, it looks I'm like it up right now. It looks like when you when you see a reality show that's like started by like True TV or something small, and they literally have like a two hundred dollar budget, and they have someone you know put a white backdrop. I mean, it's literally Katie with just a white backdrop holding a rose, and in not a super killer outfit in my opinion i mean like she looks cute but this is an outfit that's gonna like this is an outfit that she wears on one of her dates uh you know out and about the town this is not a bachelorette promo outfit no i mean like you know we had the crazy i mean claire's was even great with the graduate poster type thing i mean it was still like there was production value to it. Yeah. Tasha with you, like you said, the newspapers all over the dress. Hannah um, Brown. Oh my God. Let's talk about <laughs> Hannah Brown's ABC interview. Like, I'll be if I want to be free. And she's like going through a forest and she's like fucking Snow White, Alice in Wonderland. I don't even fucking know. Becca, what? Okay. I'm, I'm so confused because Hannah Brown was in the times that were not the quarantine times where they were spending their money on tons of travel and everything. Right. And now I'm imagining money is saved for these like lame ass dates that they're doing in one location the entire time. I don't get You'd it. You'd think that they'd at least put like a hefty amount into like a killer promo. I'm, you I'm, would think. I'm, 
I'm expecting, I'm expecting and demanding that there will be another promo maybe closer to the date that's of Katie's. Yeah, that's a I'm, little like. It's just kind know, of embarrassing. You know if they do it, what it's going to be, right? If what? if they do like a more fancy promo for her because she came in with with the uh, the vibrator. Yeah. yeah, she's going to come in. And there, it's going to be like her in a bathtub covered with bubbles with like, it'll be super, super sexual, I bet. Well, apparently it was a $900 skirt, but people hated it. You know what I don't like about it is the length. You don't, that's not, it's, it either needs it's to be. too dowdy. It just either needs to be longer and do a full leather skirt or you got to tailor like three inches off of that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And have it hit at least even just below. It can still be below the knee, but like Regardless, the mid-calf. Lackluster. <laughs> lackluster. Lackluster to say the least. Um, yeah. Um, mm. Also, okay, Brad, skip forward literally two minutes if you don't want to know anything about her season. This isn't a spoiler of anything happening. It's just someone who's going to be on the season. Becca, I have seen no movement on Blake's Instagram. Oh, it's been a couple weeks. Oh my God, Blake, Blake, Blake. I Blake. mean, he also. I I bet though they'll be keep. They'll tell him to keep off of it, though. You know. True. You know. True. Or the spoilers. I, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I guess. Um, the other guys, like we're seeing some other guys who've been popping back up on Instagram, but maybe because they're not like a known character already that they don't care as much. <sighs> well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he goes far. I mean, I have, I have so much faith. I have so much faith in it. Also, people were sending, um, what if he's the next bachelor? <laughs> oh my God. But I really, I mean, okay. I say I hope so now because you know that we've developed, uh, or specifically, I've developed a uh, Instagram obsession with him. But what if on Katie's we can't stand him again? Yeah, I mean that's a possibility. I just think if he did have a season, it would be so fucking wild, and I would actually be kind of down for it. Although, like you know, maybe we are ready for like a really serious guy, not someone that's gonna like be confused between four people. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know if we know, do we know, like, I'm so interested to find out more about him, like, mm -hmm. because he, he seems serious to me in the sense of, like, wanting to have a serious relationship, Sure, but definitely I, I can hear what you're saying, like, being confused, having a Peter situation where it's like there are four people, um, I feel like he, he would definitely have his mom on since he's very close to her and she's, right. like, so exactly. self-help. Like, do we have another Peter season? I don't yeah. think so, but. but oh my god all the animals it would always just be like a full jungle situation and it would be obviously he's very much into the sexy times so it would be like a sexual animal filled I mean I'm for it I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if Kendall would be interested in him oh my god oh, I should text her and ask her I wonder you if she would be interested in him like she's kind of the animal queen Oh my God, what a beautiful relationship. His, he, he takes care of pests around homes in like very natural ways via owls. And then she can taxidermy the pets or the pests. It's a match made in heaven. Wow. 
It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens with him and Katie. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm very excited too. Uh, one other piece, maybe until okay. uh, uh, before we dive into um, some Colton chat and yep. more. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. 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 Just a little bringing up Peter. Uh, Peter and Dustin <laughs> have started a podcast called Bachelors. Yes. Bachelors in the City. <laughs> Sexy. Um, you know, I do love me some Dustin. Um, I heard, listened to the promo of the episode. Really? Is he cool? I don't really feel like I know anything about him. I I mean I liked him. I, all I know is from him on this on uh, the show, and we didn't okay. get to get to know him a ton. But he was kind of one of those guys who I felt like I remember us talking. We wanted to get to know him more because he seemed really cool. Had good like, vibes. He's got, yeah, he's got good vibes. He seems super laid back. He's got cool fashion. Like he just seemed like a cool guy. Word. Um, I know he's don't like, mind me. He, I'm just going to be stretching out my legs. They're falling asleep. Stretch Very it out, badly. girl. <laughs> you know, apparently when they when you get uh. Do this with your neck. Go back and forth like this with your neck. Apparently, when you get tingles, sometimes when you rock your neck back and forth, I heard that it works. <laughs> she's she's whipping her hair around. I keep her. going. <laughs> um, but uh, I learned that on TikTok. I'm not sure if it works. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but he's best friends with Pilot Pete. Which, you know, I'm not sure what that says about somebody. I'm sure Pilot Pete is a really fun friend to have since totally. he's a party king. Maybe just not someone you want to be in a relationship with. Um, unless you're but, a party queen. Unless you're a party queen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're a podcast. It doesn't seem like they, at least right now from the promo, they're not planning on talking about ABC, The Bachelor things, which Becca and I were like, give it two weeks. But they're saying that their podcast is just going to be about them, like talking about cool hangouts in New York City. But already one of my friends was telling me that she listened to their episode and Pete was talking about his time on The Bachelor. Oh, well, I mean, I already I only listened to the promo. I didn't even know they had an official episode. out. Okay, yeah. Apparently my friend was saying that Pete wanted to quit when Hannah Brown was on. Yes. I think that was actually an interview. Oh, that, with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With him and Dustin promoting the podcast. Maybe not, but yeah. Got Can it. Can you believe way. Hmm. he wanted to quit? I mean, he's a dumbass. I'm not saying he's a dumbass because he wanted to get back with Hannah, but like that also doesn't surprise me. I'm not surprised that he was just like, yeah, I'll pick up and leave right now. <laughs> well, remember those like <laughs> it, it literally took up like three episodes when Hannah showed back up and it was oh so God. awkward. That was horrible. That was so awkward. So awkward. Um, Also, (laughs) that was a a good foreshadowing for the rest of the season, wasn't it? That's really all that we needed to know about the rest of the season. It was like, cool. All right. We're fine. We get we get where you're coming from, Pete. I'm picking up what you're putting down, my man. Yeah. Also, uh, last thing about Pete is that there is now a uh, there's apparently a children's book coming out about Pilot Pete. Why? I I have no idea. Pilot Pete keeps condoms in his BMW. Pilot <laughs> Pete loves to do cocaine and go line dancing. What? Like, who would buy a, a book for their child about him? Me. 
Pilot Pete likes to go to clubs and then show back up at random girls' homes and allows them to photograph him without NDAs. Pilot <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Pilot Pete has had 17 fiancés. Do you love your mom? Pilot Pete loves his mom so much so that he still hasn't left her house in the past 29 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pilot Pete gets his mom and dad to make him pancakes every single morning. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Just like you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, wherever the money, wherever the, wherever the money goes, I guess, you know. Well, but he didn't. I don't think he, he didn't write the book like some other random company. And I don't know how he's associated it, but are writing this thing about Pilot Pete. And you see his dad, Peter Sr., uh, you know, him being a pilot and like Pilot Pete running around, but when he was little in the cockpit area and wanting little to be a pilot I know, one day when he grows up. to be the bachelor one day. That is so, okay. All right, whatever. <laughs> so weird. It's like no shade to Peter, but I don't necessarily view him as like the inspirational character well, from yeah, this franchise. That's, that's exactly my point. Um, so let's get into the real inspirational figure of the franchise. And I say that with, um, uh, uh, a smirk on my face. Um, yeah, let's discuss this is, and now this is going to, this is a tough conversation. This is a, this is a tough conversation for sure. This has, when I say legit, like 17 layers to it. There are 17 layers to this conversation. So okay, please so, yeah. let us be have a nuanced uh, and exploratory conversation with all you broads. And I, I am I am certain without a shadow of a doubt that there will pe- be people who will say that we went too far in this direction. And there yeah. will be other people who will say we went too far in that direction because people are coming at this with different perspectives and pr- depending yes. on your your perspective from the life that you've lived, you may see this in two completely different lights. So yes. we're just going to try to cover it as best we can. And we're going to be giving our, our opinions based on our life perspectives. Yes. Yes. Perfectly put. Um, so, um, a few days ago, Colton came, went on good morning America and sat down and had a conversation with Robin. Um, and he told everyone that he is gay. Um, wild. Yeah, I, you know, it's something that we had kind of like, you know, heard rum- rumblings about a little bit like here and there. Um, but yeah, so he he went on the show. He came out as gay. He talked about in his conversation with Robin, he talked about um, how he had never felt like comfortable or safe growing up in like a religious community, not knowing how to process it. Um, and you know, he said that when he went on the show, it was very much like, you know, this is it. I'm going to find the woman for me and trying to force those narratives on himself. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. So much so that like in 2020, you remember he did this whole interview thing and been like, the one thing that the bachelor taught me was that I wasn't gay. Yeah. Yeah. And then even in his book that came out recently, I remember in his book, there was actually a conversation where he alluded to the fact that that's something he had thought about and that he had actually. So in his book, he admitted to actually considering that and not not exploring it. I don't think physically he said in the book, but just kind of through it in his process. That's something that he was thinking about. But in his book, he said then that it wasn't that wasn't the case. So and that book came out very recently. So this is 
this is definitely a a very recent thing for him allowing himself to understand and speak about who he truly is. Um so here's where the nuance starts. There's the piece where from a from the perspective of Okay, let's just start. Yeah, Yeah. let's just start at it from what it is. Let's just talk about how it really is groundbreaking and really, really cool to see this level of queer representation on The Bachelor. That is like a notoriously heteronormative experience and show and for Colton to be the lead and then to now and also coming from a religious background to be able to own that on national television and come forward with his story um of um, embracing sexuality i think will is probably inspiring for a lot of people especially considering he's grown up in a religious household a machismo culture with football and you know yep. having this hyper masculinity sort of thrust yep. upon you at all times and uh, not just uh i don't just mean hyper masculinity but this sort of like patriarchal narrative and this again heteronormative narrative that he had to conform to all his life like that's pretty remarkable Mm -hmm. And I know for a lot of people that probably feels extremely encouraging to see that level of representation on a franchise like The Bachelor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. But the other side of it that a lot of people are frustrated about. Uh um, Okay. Okay. Because here's the thing, too. It's not just the Good Morning America interview. There's also now... um, it's be, it's pretty much confirmed that Colton is going to have a whole Netflix show about his journey to embracing his sexuality where he's going to have like a gay guide and everything. And it's going to be like about him, you know, embracing this new life as an openly gay man. And also on TMZ just said yesterday and again, it's TMZ, so it's speculating, but uh, there are like rumblings and conversations of him becoming the first gay bachelor so that's where a lot of people you know it's it's interesting because like okay so in the interview okay 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 okay, okay, let's backtrack in 2020 cassie his girl just i'm just laying this out there in case people yeah not follow the bachelor cassie who was his final choice he like left the show for her on his season of The Bachelor. Um, they broke up and she filed a restraining order against him, detailing that he put a tracking device on her car. He was sending texts to her, like harassing texts. Also through, from like, bur- a burner, burner phones. From yeah. a burner phone. He was showing up outside her parents' house at like three in the morning or was sighted outside. Like basically all of this stalking behavior and um, she was granted the restraining order. And then later in 2020, it was dropped. And they said that they like kind of came to an agreement. Now, one thing you sent me a source saying that Cassie had no idea he was she was not um, she was not aware that he was going to come out on Good Morning America. And that's specifically what the article said. So just based on how it was phrased, I think that she probably knew that. He was gay, but didn't know that he was going to be coming out. Oh, publicly see, I on that saw platform. I saw an article. And again, yeah, please correct me if I'm wrong, Broads. But I saw an article that made me think that she didn't know anything. OK, you sent that to me on Us Magazine. But what it said specifically, 
I just want to make sure because it's interesting. I got the I got the opposite impression. Uh, okay. I just want to go through it real quick. Yeah, please. Okay, it's taking forever to load. Anyway, no, um, don't worry. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Cassie Randolph is still processing her ex boy is still processing. That's the quote. Her ex boyfriend Colin Underwood coming out as gay on Wednesday, April fourteenth. Here's the exact quote. She was not made aware in advance that he was going to be on GMA doing a tell-all. To be honest, she hasn't really had time to navigate how she feels about it yet. Um, and that's the only quote okay. from her. So that that gave me the impression that like she just wasn't aware that he was going to come out publicly. Okay, I um, may have read I may have read something in another article that made oh, okay. me think that, but I I don't want to say that because let's just let's just. Because that's not confirmed. I don't know that. Um, maybe stick to the that she. All that we know is that she didn't know that he was going to come on Good Morning America. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, like I said, I I I did. I feel like I saw that. But also, Becca, the fact of the matter is this: there's been so much Bachelor news lately that I've been dreaming about it when I go to sleep, and I've literally <laughs> been having to double check because their dreams are becoming like mixed in, and I don't know what's me dreaming up articles and the reality of what's happening. <laughs> I feel that. Um, oh, there was an additional quote from the insider, from the from the inside source saying, okay. um, saying she doesn't know what to think at this time. She's still processing it at all. Their relationship was very real to her. Their relationship was very real to her and they were both in love at one point in time. It's a lot to take in. Okay, so then that does give the impression. Anyway, it's unclear. It's unclear whether it's or unclear. not she knows. I guess it's sort of irrelevant because regardless, um, he, uh, he made, he referenced it on the interview um, mm -hmm. a little bit more ambiguously he said i loved everything about her it's hard for me to articulate exactly what my emotions um were going through were what my emotions were in going through that relationship with her uh because i obviously had an internal fight going on i would just say that i'm sorry from the bottom of my heart i'm sorry from for any pain and emotional stress i caused i wish that it wouldn't have happened the way that it did i wish that i had been courageous enough to fix myself before i broke any anybody else um I think that a lot of people, though, the way they're feeling and the way that I kind of feel is mm -hmm. like, actually, this is the way that I see it, just personally. I think that like coming out on Good Morning America in particular is like really important in terms of like visibility, regardless sure. of the situation. Um, what I don't think is appropriate personally is a Netflix show centering him and giving no. him that level of a platform. Like it actually really, really pisses me off because, yep. and I, I'm not one to come out and be like cancel culture. But when I see like what some people have, like how they've gotten their platforms taken away from them from like, and uh, from like a tweet, we're not talking like Taylor Nolan status, but like an offhand tweet from years ago versus Colton literally within the past year, having a restraining order, having to get a, his, his girlfriend had to get a restraining order on him because he was stalking her. Like that is really, really scary, like yes. abusive behavior. Yes. And that to me is like above and beyond what I've seen a lot of people get their platforms removed for. And I'm like, wait, dude, we're really like, 
Is this narrative of him coming out as gay somehow overshadowing and washing away the fact that he was doing something that's extremely abusive and emotionally manipulative? I'm on the exact same page as you, B, because I know that a lot of people were talking about that they thought it was super inappropriate that Good Morning America gave him a platform. Um, and I had a few thoughts about that. I, I felt, first of all, I, yes, I, I completely, because... There is a part of that that I completely agree with. It's like there hasn't been a public conversation about what happened with Cassie. There hasn't mm -hmm. been public acknowledgement about what happened with Cassie. And even in Good Morning America, he was so vague about it. So that just feels so inappropriate. Um, and I do think it like I, I do agree with that. But like you said, too, then there is this piece where it is visibility. Yeah. So I had mixed feelings about the Good Morning America thing just in general because yeah. I was just so shocked again that it just the Cassie piece hadn't been addressed. It's one thing if it had been addressed a while ago, there had been a conversation going through it. He'd been showing that he's been doing the work, as we say. Right. <laughs> um, and then maybe having that conversation. But to add to that, then. A an entire Netflix series where he's the star of it. And then again, I know that this is very speculative and not confirmed, but then even just the rumblings of him potentially getting a position again as being the oh first God. gay bachelor. No. Like, no, it's like, this is so, this is so horrific for Cassie. And also an example to people who are survivors who have gone through this, that it's like, that they just don't care. Well, yeah. And it's also like, I think it's really foolish if people sort of see it as like, again, again, it's, it seems even the way that he addressed it in the good morning America interview, it almost seemed like he was blaming it in a similar fashion to how we've heard people address things lately of being like, this was my internalized homophobia. Yeah. And it's like, ah, I don't really see it that way. Like, yes, I'm sure that played into like a very complex situation of inner turmoil, but also like what you did was abusive and toxic. And like, you still have to like acknowledge that. And that doesn't mean like, if you just assume that now, like you're living your truth and dating men that like that toxic behavior isn't going to surface if you haven't dealt yeah. with it. Yeah. That's really yeah. foolish. Yeah. I, and it's, you're, you're so right. And yes, I believe that wholeheartedly that part of it had to do with internalized homophobia and uh, the trauma that he had gone through and what he was putting himself through mentally or what culture has put him through in that sense. But that doesn't negate the fact that you were abusive. Right. It's like you if Grayson was someone. Right. It's like, it's, it's a, as if, if imagine if Grayson was being abusive to me and he, then he said, it's because of like toxic masculinity and what that's taught me growing up. It's like, yeah, that's the root of it. But you did like <laughs> you're an autonomous human being who chose to harm someone in that way. Right. So you so don't get to be, just... there has to be ownership and the fact then ownership. that you're, yeah. that you're, that you're then given a platform, a celebrated platform. I don't yeah, in, in, don't in the sense of a, uh, a show on Netflix. It, it's just not right. I don't, I don't think it's right. And but also not to mention it's like there are so many other stories that can be centered and like, yes. sorry, but he's oh like <laughs> he's like a jacked football white dude. Like, I mean, I don't know. 
there are so many other stories, Everyone like you said, that could be centered no. on on Netflix. Though right now, there are other things that can be talked about, and you know, and obviously having queer representation and t- getting those stories out there is extremely important. But we need to we there needs to be acknowledgement that when someone in the public eye, especially, did this to a woman, you can't like they don't then get this platform no there needs to be accountability there need and there's 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 clearly there's been none and and i felt so i felt so many mixed emotions the other day when he when he came out with the response in bachelor nation that abc chris harrison all came forward in support of Colton coming out. And I'm like, yes, that's great that you are coming out in support of one of your leads, but you were silent when one of your leads was stalking. It's so performative. It's so performative. It's so perform. It's like, why were you silent when he was, when there was a straighting order put against him by a couple that you created on the show? Right. Why? And now you have the opportunity to align yourself as being like, uh, an inclusive person by being like, right. "Congrats, Cole." I mean, that's just- yeah. They get to they get to like quote unquote take credit for. Then it's like, well, see, one of our leads is gay. Like, there's almost that thing where it's like, well, see, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just, I can't imagine. A- like, I can't imagine if I was in Cassie's position, it would just be like. Yeah, exactly like you said. Like, wow, I guess it doesn't matter, like, the trauma that I had to endure because of this person that everyone knows about. Like, I guess that just doesn't fucking matter. And I'm sorry, but, like, when that article came out that she did not know he was going on Good Morning America, my mind was racing thinking about the fact that, like, okay, so... I don't know necessarily legally how it looks like or, obviously, their relationship dynamic, but I know that she had the restraining order and then it was dropped... So I don't know like where he can be at respectfully to speak to her. But the fact that in my all I was thinking about is like the fact that he did not at least have someone else from his team contact her to let her know that this was going to happen is so disrespectful to me. Like that she has to wake up one morning and see an onslaught of celebration when her situation was never acknowledged and that she didn't even get a heads up from his team. And then the same day that the same day that he goes on Good Morning America, and that's I can't imagine how much that is for her to process. But then also then hearing that he's getting a Netflix special the same day. And she had no idea that any of this was happening. Do you think that didn't the same thing happen with his book? Didn't she like not get a heads up that he was di- like discussing her in certain like in a certain way? In the book? You know, I. I, I I feel that sounds familiar to me. Doesn't I remember. It? Yeah, I remember that he that sh- they got into it and there was there were issues after they had broken up um, that and she believe- had not want. She hadn't, didn't want him to include certain things in the book. And then he was like, I'm adding a, a basically like a prequel or like a sequel to like it a, where I'm yeah, saying he said like things. I'm adding a chapter like about our relationship. And she was like, uh, and she wrote that whole yeah, she wrote that whole thing on Instagram and she's just like I'm disappointed like she was she was like she was upset. And then and then all the stalking charges came after that. No, I'm sorry. Like no. This <laughs> no. Uh, 
I don't know. I think he cares about like, I don't know. Talk about clout chaser. I don't know. I feel like he cares about like attention above people. And I like definitely support him and his journey to hopefully finding himself through his sexuality. But there seems like there's a lot of other things that he needs to address. And until I see uh, some acknowledgement in that department, no thanks, Colton. I'll pass, bro. Not interested. I will be honest with you. When I saw that news, again, the very like rumblings, unconfirmed potentially BS news of him being considered to be the first gay bachelor. I was like, I don't think I can watch that season. Oh, fuck. No, I'm, I'm like, like, I wouldn't want to support I, that with my I views. Can't support it. And it fucking sucks because if like what I would just, I would just the, the, the joy that I would have to support uh, the, uh, the first gay, the first queer bachelor bachelorette lead we want that so badly we've been talking about this for years we want that so badly and if that if if that then was taken by colton who has done these things it would just be it would be so upsetting because it's like we would all want to support that so much but like because of the background it's like yeah yeah that was on tmz you said yeah it was tmz or something like that yeah no i mean fuck that dude and i think that it's insulting to a lot of people um like i said i care about him coming out and and again creating that form of like representation but then also like i imagine that a lot of a lot of gay people are like this isn't the representation i asked for right Right. Well, it's when I don't seeing, want like this toxic white dude representing like being the first out gay yeah. man to come from the franchise. This is not what it's I like, wanted. Like, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was seeing a lot of different responses to his Good Morning America um, interview and then also the Netflix special and all that. And I just saw, like you were saying before we started talking about this, like everyone's going to have a different opinion. And I think a lot of it comes from the different perspective, uh, you know, whether you are part of the queer community or you're a survivor, like there's going to be different things here. Um, and in this conversation, you know, really wanting to hold space for all those people, all of the broads who are processing through that, like, again, these are our opinions as we're as we're hearing this come. Um, but, you know, I definitely I received different messages from people um, coming from different perspectives. But, you know, at the end of the day. Frustrating. Yeah, where we not landed. a lot of people either. I actually saw Mike's tweet, which was really cool. Mike Johnson's where he was like, um, what did he say? Like, I'm hurting for Cassie and like, you know, but, but like still happy for Colton or something like that. And yeah, I, I think know, he I, was, I, the, I thought, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, I felt like the way that he just even briefly addressed it was really kind of him. I saw a lot of other people just posting, you know, like congrats Colton, like whatever. And it's just like, I'm sure that that must feel good for Cassie to at least feel seen by some people who are like, yeah, no, I see you girl. First of all, leave it to Mike Johnson. Right? I mean, <laughs> I'm still holding on to the fact that he'll be one of our bachelors one day. He said, I'm I feel still- for Cassie, happy for Colton. I thought that was just so like kind of him to acknowledge her. Mm-hmm, in that. Mm-hmm. And necessary. I think, yeah, I think I saw 
his was, I think, his and uh, Kristen Demi's ex-girlfriend uh, tweeted about something that she, I, I I don't have the exact oh, really? uh, verbiage, but but she tweeted out and said something like, um, you know, happy for the the queer representation, and but also this what needs to be acknowledged is the hurt that was done to Cassie and. Off of this, though, and this has nothing to do with Colton. This is just in general. I just wanted to address this, too. Something I was seeing, which was getting me really, really fucking mad, was people's response to, oh, my God, how dare he waste all those women's time? (laughs) That's so dumb. I saw the amount of response that I saw in the comments, Becca, like all different people's comments was insane. Like, No, that is not the hurt that we're talking about. The hurt we're talking about is him stalking Cassie. Someone who, because of our culture, because of religious trauma, because of misogyny culture, all these things has not been able or safe to come out as gay. That's not. And and then then because of that goes on a show and is trying to find himself. That is not the fucking hurt we're talking about. Like that, I just give me a that break. was in, like, that was wild, so and I was seeing people posting about that, and I was getting so upset. I was just like, "Okay, everybody, what like, a way to make light of like th- that struggle." Yeah, exactly. Um, apparently, Caitlin Bristow, like a tw- like a quote from her, she said, "Like he really scared her about Cassie," and someone tweeted about Caitlin saying that and being like, "Let's stop with like the whole." you know, the, the restraining order was dropped and she's fine. Like, that's not... <laughs> and just in regards to, like, her not addressing him coming out and just kind of being in shock, like, I don't think the fact that she dropped the restraining order is proof that, like, everything's all hunky-dory. And oh, that, that, no, no, you know, no, no, no. And I've seen no, people no, 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 no. I literally saw people being like that, being like, well, you know, the charges were dropped. Like, we don't know the full story. Let's just, you know, come like, on. It doesn't work. It doesn't happy work for that him. way. I'm like, it doesn't okay. work that way. It doesn't work that way. No. There are so many people that should receive restraining orders that are denied them. So that goes to show you that when someone is actually able to receive it, okay, that needed to happen. Yeah. And I whatever so. whatever personal journeys or things that she was working out that made her feel like she wanted to drop them, that's her own, that's her own, uh, uh, situation and she should not have to talk to anybody about what that circumstance was no uh side note katie's bachelor photo just popped up as i was switching tabs she looks a little bit like emma roberts she totally does she totally does katie is one of those people that look sometimes like sometimes different to me in everything i see her in and sometimes she'll like pop up on my instagram and i'm like who is this i'm following and then i'm like oh it's katie (laughs) like sometimes like she's yeah she's she's one of those uh people that looks different depending on like what she's wearing which is always a shapeshifter yeah which is always my goal in life which is the one unfortunate thing about the short hair is I always wanted to just look completely different depending on the outfit that I was she in. She looks lit up like she looks exactly like Emma Roberts in this fo- in this little video clip to me. Anyway, um all right, so I feel like we addressed that pretty pretty thoroughly. thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So but, we'll see. We'll see moving forward, but you know. 
Ugh, it just honestly really grosses me out, like picturing him on his Netflix show, just being like all carefree, just like, wow, back life in the spotlight. It also, uh, just on a personal note, it did. I didn't like the fact that there was a Netflix special of his announced the day that he went on Good Morning America because it feels mm. like a press tour. I don't like that this feels like a press tour conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The conversation of coming out is so important. But then when it, because of his specific situation, and it would be very different again if, if he hadn't done the things he did to Cassie and it was just kind of like, okay, like just, I'm also have this show coming out where you'll get to see behind the scenes of my life a little more, but it, that, that didn't sit well with me. Right, you because know. I think that, that what, what that does in doing it like a press tour like that, it's a fabulous PR pivot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been off Instagram, you know, for like almost a year now because after the restraining order, you know, I think that's frustrating probably for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Oh, anywho. Okay. Want to move on? <laughs> yes, I do want to oh, move on. Okay. All right, broads, before we get into another intense topic, I want to tell you, I was browsing sunglasses a few months back and holy smokes, designer sunglasses are a highway robbery. Okay, I'm sorry, but someone had to say it. I'm supremely, supremely guilty of losing or breaking nearly every pair of sunglasses I've ever owned. And when when designer sunglasses sits on them, it's always something or I sit on them, honestly. (laughs) And when designer glasses can cost in the hundreds of dollars a piece, well, That is bad, bad news for my wallet. And I'll be honest, I don't think sunglasses are worth that insane of a price. And I recently started wearing blenders. They are better quality than any pair I've owned in the past and a fraction of the cost. It's shocking. Especially for like polarized lenses and stuff too. They're very affordable. Okay, blenders glasses are incredibly stylish. They're also incredibly functional. I have a few pairs of blenders. I wore my sweet diva in white today and they make me feel so sassy. I can't lie to you. They've got super fun mirrored lenses, like I was saying, um, polarized, that they feel young and fresh, but the style of the frame still feels really put together and classic. So I love that combination. I'm actually blown away going on their website because not only do they have a ton of cute pairs, they also have a ton of different styles. You can get pretty much any type of sunglasses you want with blenders. Mm -hmm. And with blenders, the price is perfection. Like I said, spending hundreds of dollars on sunglasses seems wild, especially when you're like me and need six or seven pairs just to make it through the summer. A pair of blenders eyewear will cost you so much less. In fact, you can get multiple pairs for less than one pair of glasses you might find in a department store. I love blenders so much. I have a pair for every occasion now and I already have my eyes on the next pair. And I'll say this, Evan and I started wearing blender sunglasses a few months ago, and I'm pretty committed to sticking with them for the rest of forever because I'm obsessed. They're so cute. I love them. So many styles. Uh, Trust me, you're going to have a hard time choosing two. The designs are so, so good. And you get to score 15% off your Blenders purchase when you visit BlendersEyewear.com and enter promo code CHATTYVIP. That's right, because you guys are the VIPs up in here. Yes, you are. BlendersEyewear.com code CHATTYVIP for 15% off. Blenders. Rocked with pride worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so quick pivot. 
I have to say this. Boxers are some of the most badass athletes of all time. I will stand by that till the day that I die. I used to watch female boxers on TV and just honestly dream of being able to do it. I'm so in awe of them. And guess what? I'm not quite ready to step into the ring. But in the past year, I started training with Fight Camp. And look, I'm learning and I'm having so much fun doing the damn thing. It's such a fun workout. If you've ever wanted to learn how to box or maybe you're just looking for a new way to get some movement in your day, you've got to give Fight Camp a try. They bring the boxing gym to you. And I mean that literally. When you join Fight Camp, you'll get all the goodies, including a freestanding punching bag, boxing gloves, hand wraps, and their unique punch tracking sensors that show you real-time progress during your workouts. And the app comes with over 600 different workouts, tutorials to choose from. Plus, they upload 15 more every week, so you're never going to run out of new content. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I may not be the best boxer in the world, but I always finish the videos feeling like I got an amazing workout in. And they even have content for every skill level and also kids. They have stuff for kids, too. It's so much fun. Nice. Um, it's been just a lot of fun to progress through having never even put on a boxing glove to where I'm at now. I love, love Fight Camp. Also, Evan, it's kind of a family affair over here. Love it. Fight Camp offers financing so you can pay over 24 months and get your new gym now and fight camp offers a 30-day money-back guarantee just go to joinfightcampcom slash chatty give fight camp a try and try within 30 days if you don't love it you can send it back and you can get a refund so we love that fight camp is a new way to work out at home make a change and join the community that teaches you the art of boxing while following the most intense workouts that are as quick as 15 minutes to get free shipping on fight camp just go to joinfightcampcom slash chatty joinfightcamp.com slash chatty. This is funny. So (laughs) yeah, let's start. Let's start with the initial part of this conversation. So basically like last week we talked about the whole Matt cheating. I'm using air quotes, cheating on Rachel thing. Um, And we were basically like one, you know, we're not sure if we can, trust reality Steve saying he's seen the receipts for Rachel's plane ticket and Matt telling her he loves her and all this stuff because you know he's been wrong in the past and he's ruined people's lives because of it I think that uh, what else did we what else did well we I think one of the about? I think the I think the biggest thing that you and I talked about in that conversation wasn't even so much focused on reality Steve and his receipts more like this feels it felt extremely blown out of proportion considering that Matt is a single person and that this was then something that was getting posted everywhere and was like news headlines everywhere and he reality Steve was contacting Rachel and and there was this whole thing where it was kind of like you know Grace was just like he had texted me but we hadn't hooked up like it it just felt it felt really blown out of proportion considering again that he's single and not on right. the show even anymore. Right. And yeah, we did not really focus on reality Steve that much. We also, though, did end up bringing up. We're like, it's really interesting that he's like going so hard in on Matt, you know, being like he's a cheater and a bad one at that. Um, and just, you know, being really he was just fully, you know, not team Matt. Um, and then it's weird how he had Tasha's ex on his platform who cheated on his wife. And gave him a platform, platform and opportunity to justify why he cheated on his wife. And so we were bringing that up too, which I, I feel like is valid. And um, and again, we weren't saying it directly, but we were kind of just like, yeah, people have brought up like maybe there's some internal racial like bias going on, something like that. Because Reality Steve was also, we're, we're just 
saying facts here. He was also very quick to like say, well, we don't know all the facts about Rachel when there was internet allegations going Rachel on with Kirk her. Connelly, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. you yeah. know, he was tweeting out like, you know, people can say anything about you and you can't defend yourself. Like it's so hard. And, you know, it was just kind of like, it's weird how he was on, had been always in her corner. Anyway, so we brought that up. Yeah. And, and the fact we were talking about the sources piece, like how, you know, uh, he, his source is a friend or family member of Rachel's. Um, and then obviously the sources on Matt's side are also f- friends and family. And he was like criticizing those sources, but it's like, yeah, but you're using friends and family sources of Rachel as well. And he said they haven't seen receipts, but it's like, but do we know that they haven't seen receipts? Like, I, we don't really know. We were just saying it was just question marks of like, hey, we don't there's really a lot see. of unclear stuff. There's, yeah, there's two. There's it's not clear. There's two sides and it doesn't seem like it's justified to come for him so hard, especially again when he is single. Right. Yeah. Right. I totally I get. And this is my thing, too. And we talked about this. I get people being like, oh, no, thanks, Matt. Red flags. Not sure. for me. Not not vibing on that. Sure. Totally get that. Totally understand that. But it was the extreme reaction that is yeah, like he's a bad guy. Rake him over and, the coals. And and you know, in in the live reality, Steve was calling him like a bad liar and a bad yes. cheater. And it was just it was a lot of it was accusatory um when we weren't seeing specific specific receipts. Right. So I'm getting kind of anxious as we're gonna start to talk about this just because like <laughs> anyway, I'm getting anxious well, already. The- by the way, but, we said we said in we said in our in our episode, you and I legit both said we know that this is probably going to either like this is probably going to either get a response, even though we barely talked about reality, Steve, and it it's either going to get a response from reality, Steve, or we're going to get attacked by his stands. And we got <laughs> both. <laughs> Okay, so basically, like, the other night, <laughs> I was just minding my own business, and then, like, people were sending me, uh, like, the, the A live video? Yeah, like, I didn't see it while it was live, but Reality Steve and Ashley Spivey always do, like, live Instagram lives, and so people sent me one. I mean, Jess, Reality Steve basically went on the live to, like, I mean, he was... It was about the podcast and specifically the man you was very, very heated. Um, it was an emergency press conference about you, basically. I was, Are you honored? I was, I was honored. I was also I was also shocked um, because for someone who constantly is like coming for people, I felt like we didn't say anything that crazy and his reaction was like no sir you seem like you can dish it but you have a very hard time taking it (laughs) we we said if you go back and listen to our episode we were really again we talked about reality steve for a few minutes but our whole conversation was about people's response for the most part and our our uh thoughts on this specific circumstance okay so so reality steve was like he was very, very distressed, obviously, like emotional about it. You could, you know, he's just like has head and hands. He's just like, this is, you know, absurd. He was very mad. He was um, very upset. Okay. By but the way, we have I to talk wanna... about that. 
I do want to do a quick shout out. I love Ashley Spivey, though, by the way. Ashley Spivey really tried to reel him in in this live. You can see her attempting to do yeah. it. Um, I yeah. I always think I don't agree with her quite on everything, but like yeah, no, I'm not Ashley, always on the same page. But I but I Ashley always has the best of intentions, and you can tell that she really cares about people. And yeah, I respect Ashley a lot. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, same yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, this but, is not this is not to me that I, I this is not a comment on Ashley at all. But, I just wanted um, to acknowledge that because she was also in the live. So I just yes. wanted to say yes, she yes, was yes, like yes. she was definitely trying to like calm him down and like and she was have also him bringing up what like the other, kind of the other side of yeah, the things, other perspective. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought she had some really like I thought she had some really important points that I was like, yes, yes. Um, so, OK, wait, first and foremost, though, Jess. He admits on the live that he didn't listen to our podcast. Okay, Becca, like this he, was <laughs> he didn't he didn't listen to the episode. This is one of my biggest things in this conversation right now, or when I was watching the live, because obviously it was very heated. He has a very different opinion than ours, uh, which you know everyone's entitled. Uh, but what I could not get over was that was that he. He did an emergency press conference live dragging the the podcast and also specifically you. And he said three times he hadn't listened to the podcast, but he decided to do an entire hour live mostly focused on things what that we said he, on the that he, podcast. That, yeah, what what he what he heard we said. And all that I'm thinking of, this is the guy who claims to not talk about things until he's gone through all the sources. Yeah, so I'm this like, is what, it, you so know you're going to do a, It kind of made me go like, okay, if you're going to do an hour long live, leave it on your feed um to like your 250 plus thousand followers and you're not going to have listened because I think if he would have listened to our podcast, yeah, I'm sure he still would have been heated because clearly he has strong opinions about this, but like it wasn't all about him. Do you know what it, it was about me? our opinions? Yeah. Do you know what it showed me is that I mean he's a very emotionally reactive person. Yeah. And like you said, he didn't listen to our podcast and then spent a whole hour talking about it because of the emotions that he felt hearing about it. Sure. And what that tells me is like you said that this person that is supposedly looking at all the facts, if for whatever reason he feels emotionally reactive about something like the Jenna situation or like the Matt situation for whatever reason that may be. He is going to go as hard as he can because he feels like going as hard as he can, even if all of the facts aren't there, even if he hasn't looked at all the facts. And we saw that demonstrated in the live because he had not listened to the episode that he was talking about. And at the end of the day, like to, to that acknowledgement, I will say like, I would say most all journalism has a sense of bias to it. Like, of course, you're going to get sure. invested in someone. You're going to see enough about someone and get heated. You, that everyone he's not has, a journalist, though. But you, he, a journalist but he, doesn't go on and say, but a journalist doesn't go on and say like, he's a bad liar and a bad cheater. That's not journalism. But that's the thing he mentioned in his live. He said, like, I understand that people are going to have their favorites. And so he was referring to us writing for Matt no matter what. And he's and 
it's look at the end of the day though what was so weird to me is also that he was i mean i don't know it was just a little bizarre to me i'm not gonna lie because he was like he he said that he had dm'd me i i hadn't seen the dm apparently he dm'd me after i posted about the reel i actually still haven't looked at it i don't have my instagram on this ipad but um yeah, you didn't. He 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 said there was a chance that you opened it and then pushed uh, hit unread. Unread. Which, that seems which like is not true. I would have heard from Becca right away if we, <laughs> if she would have gotten a message. Yeah, from that, him. it's also not how it works. I've tested it out before. If you hit unread on your message, it still says seen. Fun tip. Does it for really? Y'all. Yeah, I've tested it out. I've always been way too nervous to even try that, so I didn't know. I'm like, no. I don't even like, I don't even want to no, open yeah. it if I don't want to open it, and I'm not gonna, you know. I didn't risk see his DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see his DM. And then he was also saying like, "Oh, Becca, I bet you're watching this right now. Like, why don't you come on? Like, why don't you come on?" And I'm like, "No, sir, I was not watching that as you were going live. Like, you know, again, saying, again, come the on, podcast, come on. The yeah. podcast was not personal against." You, Steve, as you're, I'm sure you'll be listening to this now. It was not personal. It, we were just coming at it with our opinion. And and we yeah. and, and, and the only thing we brought up about reality, Steve, was the past <sighs> situation with Jenna. Our question about Which Tasha, about him being very impassioned, fair. apparently, about quote unquote cheating, but then highlighting and platforming Tasha's ex-husband, who was known to be cheating, who wasn't even involved in the show. And she's already the lead. Like trying to make her not look great. We brought up a few of those concepts about just basically, you know, everyone writing and saying this is always 1000% true. We're going to always 1000% believe what he said. I'm not saying that he's not right a lot of the time, but there's right. all there's this percentage of just the time keep it in that mind. there might be there might be uh, misinformation, there might be bias. It's happened. And what is so odd to, what was so odd to me about the whole thing too is that like Steve, I didn't have anything against you or, or really anything like that. I was just like but then now it's like feels like he immediately took it all personal. We're on the on the live too. He was like, I'm sick of Becca and her bad takes and I'm like <laughs> You're like, first of all, rude. <laughs> first of all, I have good takes. <laughs> first of all, personally, I think I have really good takes. <laughs> but again, that was a demonstration of like, okay, so if someone Yeah has a conflicting opinion with reality steve does he now have a personal vendetta out to get this person which okay after that live and people are sending that to us this is where oh. i'm getting really nervous but i, know, I think I this feel, is something I that we this is something we need to talk about and no, the reason dude, I'm we're literally, nervous i'm i'm dripping in sweat right now i don't know if you can see how dewy i look i'm i'm very nervous i feel and the reason sick. i'm scared i don't know about you but the reason that i'm nervous and anxious and i think the reason that people sometimes don't speak out like about reality steve is because he holds a lot of power and yeah. if he wants to try to dig up dirt on people, most all of us have some d sort of dirt on the internet to varying of degrees. Course. Of course. And it's scary to be like, oh my God, what is this person going to like find out about me? Like, who is this person going yeah. to contact about think, me? Like, is this person going to contact my ex who like still has a grudge against me? Is right. this person or you think, going like, to... I don't remember something maybe from 10 years ago, like at all. Is that going to get found by... Yeah, of course. And we've talked course. about it. It's like, we know that there, we know 100% that we used to hold 
we, we've talked about on the podcast various like problematic views from the past oh, that one thousand percent that we're ashamed of. I, I wouldn't be able to anyway. So the fear is just kind of like, oh my god, is he gonna find something that I, I said know. or like that I did and and try to like smear my name because of that? Like if yeah. we are saying anything uh, against him, and I think that that's a fear that probably a lot of people feel in Bachelor Nation. Well, I would imagine that's a fear that people have going into Bachelor Nation. Like, they're, like, you know, coming on the show and wanting to right away get on Steve's good side because you're nervous about what might be said about you or, you know, maybe wanting to create some sort of relationship that's positive so that, like, if you are getting people messaging about you... Because, by the way, I want to say this... um, Every single Bachelor and Bachelorette season, when I tell you we receive hundreds of messages about different contestants, I'm talking about hundreds. I'm sure Reality Steve receives times 10 from that. But I'm just saying, like, we receive about even contestants that are now beloved contestant uh, people in Bachelor Nation, so many messages. But, like... They're they're from like personal sources. They're not necessarily so you and I don't even go there because a friend it's of like, a friend. Yeah, it's a friend of a friend or I knew them 10 years ago and whatever. Like unless someone is literally sending me like a pile of receipts and that's corroborated by 20 other people sending a pile, then all of a sudden you might scratch your head and go like, hold on a second. What's this about? But like it's just part of the game. People send tons of stuff on everybody. Not to mention Reality Steve, when I was on the show, reached out to two of my best friends, reached out to my sister and was like DMing them, trying to get information about me. Like, Oh, for real? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the nature of what he does. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. So if so, yeah, I, I know for myself personally. <laughs> Again, it's like an X or something. Like, who knows what the yeah, fuck Yeah, I know say. personally if, if I'd be going on Bachelor, let's just say I'm joining next season i'm gonna be you know part of the cast i would definitely want to make sure that like we were in good standing and i wouldn't say anything speaking out against anything about reality steve are you kidding me because i'd be like please like me please don't do any like please don't contact like you said an ex-boyfriend who i had a bad breakup with or like an ex-friend who like her and i had a really big falling out or anything like that i'd be so nervous yeah, and I think I think that that seems valid to like try to get on his good side because it does seem just like again what I observed from the live and how he's handled different contestants compared to others. He very much takes biased views on people depending on how he just feels about them. Yeah, um, human I, human nature too. And okay, basically we got sent a bunch of shit that even further illustrates this point and. Yeah, dude. It's pretty gnarly. Like, it's pretty gnarly. There were a few individuals who sent a lot of things about reality, Steve, and stuff that he had put out. Um, And I know personally, like, I had no idea. You and I have been on his podcast before. Yeah. What, like maybe a year and a half I, ago. I've been, like, on, I, I've been on his podcast twice. Yeah. I knew I I had never heard of any of these past things. I've now granted I've, I've heard things through the grapevine of certain people that I trust that are very questionable things. Um, but again, it's not stuff that can be talked about. No, because, we don't have the liberty of talking about it. Anyway, 
But yeah. regardless, he what he's done publicly too that's yeah, this, been yeah. published on his website and his Twitter, etc., are extremely problematic and show a an extreme internalized bias towards just women as a whole. Yeah, um, that I think is really disturbing. And I've never, I mean, I could be wrong and I would love to be wrong about this, but I don't think that I've ever heard him acknowledge some of these horrible things that he said in the past about women. Yeah. And it please does let make- us know if, please let us know if that's the case. I hadn't seen, I was looking for some, for an acknowledgement or a podcast about it, but I hadn't seen it. Now it might be out there and we're not aware of it, but it's not that I, that I found. Regardless, it made me wonder like, because his reaction to on his live was so defensive about like the idea that he might have like internal, some sort of like race related internal bias that he hasn't fully addressed. Like his reaction was extremely defensive and, like I, I personally don't. I, I've never heard of these things that he published before. That have, I guess people just are ignoring or don't know about. Um, but they show an extreme, like I said, like bias, a misogynistic bias. Yeah. Um, and okay, basically there is a thread that was posted on um, the. Is it the POC Bachelor subreddit? What is it called? The Bachelor underscore POC subreddit. Okay. Um, I mean, they these are, by the way, direct screenshots. I mean, you can look, you can like look this up. It's called <laughs> Reality Steve Sucks um, colon a collection. Um, and there, are, these are all directives. These are all direct screenshots from his blog. Like you can tell with okay. the ads and and yeah. on and all of that. Um, and this is something that I, that I saw actually in other Reddit posts, like people post about before without actually having screenshots. Like, do you guys remember when he said this shit kind of thing? And a lot of people in the comments of the post would be like, I 100% remember that. And like, he deleted that tweet in particular, or like, I wasn't able to find it on his site or whatever. But this is something that it seems like a lot of people, at least on the subreddits, yeah. have corroborated being like, yeah, I remember seeing that. And these are direct screenshots from his blog. Okay, broads, uh, this is Becca here just popping in from the future. I just wanted to also add in that I've now gone through some of these blog posts and searched them and have kind of independently verified them on my own. Pretty much all of these blog posts are still in existence, either on his current blog or on his former blog. Um, Didn't take much digging. Anyway, just wanted to throw that in that I have screenshots and I have just seen on my own that these are in fact direct screenshots from reality steve's website um and a lot of them a lot of it but not all of it like a lot of these screenshots have to do with jade who if you'll remember yeah, there's was a lot on her soul jade. season and one of her whole like the, her storyline arc on his season was that it came out that she had posed in fully nude photos and I believe that was like kind of the main reason he broke up with her, right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Was, Regardless, yeah. that was the, those photos um, were, you know, being, I mean, she posed for them and they were published and they were being broadcast across the internet when she was on the show. And yeah. I mean, there, like, if you do go through this thread, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot. 
I mean, like, like here's lot, just lot. some little sentences, you know, like he's writing up her bio thing, like currently lives in Los Angeles, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's photos Jade once posed for Playboy. We're not talking, oh, she took her top off and there's one shot of her on the internet topless. Um, no. If you want to see all 15 photos from that photo shoot where Jade is not shy about showing the whole world her goodies for free, blah, 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 you can search it. Um... And he really like fixates on this throughout like the whole season because he does little recaps of each episode. Like, oh my God, this it, the, it's very weird. Okay, so he's then he's talking about a recap of an episode. Then came Jade. Oh, Jade, so sweet, so innocent, so pulling the wool over Chris's eyes. In the middle of the conversation, Jade has to think of a clever way to get Chris back to his room. So she concocts this. A lot of the girls were talking about your place. Maybe you could show me. Good one, Jade. How many times has that worked for you in the past with photographers? Or is it the other way around? You know, like when you did this photo shoot. Another quote. I'm sure plenty of people who knew nothing about Jade's past were sold on her Cinderella date. How she's portraying herself on the show versus her past couldn't be more polar opposite. That's what I'm here for, people. You're welcome. It's a hell of an act that Jade is putting on to sucker America in. Um, it's basically impossible not to watch her date last night and think of her past. This isn't something she did at 19 when she was young and dumb. The implications, by the way, of that sentence. This was right after she moved to L.A. in 2013. Jade said, I model for a website for clothing. Uh-huh. That's the funniest thing I heard all night. I think you meant a website where she has us wear as little, where they have us wear as little clothing as possible. Blah, 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 blah. Um, again, he just has this all, all this stuff about, like, fooling Chris. Listen to this one. I don't remember the last time any Cinderella went spread eagle for Playboy showing everyone her lady bits. Ooh, there's that. I mean, these are actually kind of tame. Um, yeah, I was going to say, there's a few, there's some coming up that I'm, yeah, I, I, he's I can't really fixed on the Cinderella thing. It. Jade, question mark, Cinderella, question mark, bah, ha, 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 across the whole page. Like, okay. Um, then Jade unders the line of the night saying they decided to test out Chris's bed. Oh, if Chris only knew then what experience Jade has testing out beds. I mean, patio chairs. I mean, antique cars, whatever. Okay. Is that because she had posed on those things? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, because she posed on them for, like, the Playboy shoot. Of course, a lot of you thought her boob was exposed during this makeout. Not that we haven't seen enough of Jade's boobs everywhere already, but this is one t- actually one time where it wasn't. It was just a nude-colored bra. I remember No, there- there's Oh, a here's specific- a great one. Here's a great one. Jimmy tells the girls they'll be competing in a hoedown throwdown. Unfortunately, Jade isn't on this group date, so it's not truly a hoedown. Okay. These are these are again all tame. We're we're actually we're actually building we're building it up. There are so many on here though. He fixates on it again when Jade and Tanner get engaged about her past. Oh, you know, um, it's it. This is like we're about to briefly discuss Jade's mention of sexual assault. Heads yes, up. Yes, just to, just to, as a heads up, please, as a trigger warning. I mentioned this in Thursday's video chat, but if you haven't read it already, this is this is from Steve's blog post. I suggest you read Jade's blog post from last week about being raped as a teenager. One thing I always said over and over again when it came to Jade's Playboy past is that I never understood it. It's one thing to do a sexy photo shoot, but, but maybe do Maxim where you're topless but covering your breasts. But to see Jade's fully nude Playboy pictorials, then see how she was on social media and with the numerous bikini shots, blah, 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 something always seemed off. They weren't matching up. Now that I know what she went through as a teenager, I get it now. 
I don't know anybody that's been raped or sexually assaulted, but you read enough stories of women who have talked about it. And essentially all of them end up saying you begin to devalue your body. You blame yourself. You get depressed, etc. Jade also admitted her home life wasn't great at the time either, and she was rebelling. So it's definitely a good read, and for me at least, answered a lot of questions I had about why she turned to Playboy at one point in her life. Makes a hell of a lot more sense now. What? He's like, this seems like a sweet, pretty girl. Why would she do something so disgusting as to take our clothes off for the camera? Oh, it's because she was raped. It all makes sense to me now. I don't know anyone who's been raped, but it sounds like that's something that... that um that people who have been sexually assaulted do. It sounds like they turn into hoes. So, like, I, I understand. I get it. What the... Okay. Dude, this makes me so sick to my stomach. Here's another one where he's... Uh, he, he, he talks about the Kobe Bryant allegation, too, actually. Here's another great blog post. I'd be blown away if anything comes to this Kobe Bryant allegation. This tramp is looking to make a quick buck. Here's my take. As far as I know, I'm guessing most guys don't force themselves on women unless their judgment is impaired. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I yeah. do not see that. Let's read that. Let's read that shit. again. Let's read that again. This tramp is looking to make a quick buck. As far as I know, I'm guessing most guys don't force themselves on women unless their judgment is impaired. You just don't do that if you're sober. And Kobe doesn't drink or do drugs, so I can't. Buckle up for this one. So I can't imagine in a million years that this guy would sexually assault another female. Time will tell, but this is going to end up being a big issue about nothing. Charges won't be pressed. He's talking about something here, too, on this blog post. He's covering something. Blah, blah, blah is talking about something, and Nob is absolutely raping her with her eyes. He's looking her up and down like she's a piece of meat hanging from a locker. But really... It's almost impossible not to. And ladies, I take that as a compliment if I were you. Dude. Said that in a blog post. He's raping her with her eyes. It's almost impossible not to. Ladies, I take that as a compliment if I were you. Granted, you don't want your guy staring you up and down the whole time you're talking to him. But if you have on a low cut top, don't ever get upset if you see us glancing. I mean, let's be honest. The reason any woman would wear a low-cut top showing cleavage is to have people look at her. Why else would you? If you don't want to be gawked at, you'd wear a turtleneck. So when guys look and look and look again and again and again, take it as a compliment. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't, I had only seen like the first, or heard the first half of these. And I'm like, I don't. Again, talking about talking about women's breasts here again, talking about uh, something on Andy's season. Marcus got many quick glimpses in of the overexposure of Andy's ample chest. I don't think we've seen any bachelorette in the previous nine show as much cleavage in their whole season as much as Andy has shown in two episodes. Hell, you might be able to combine the cleavage from nine seasons and it doesn't total the goods that Andy has shown so far. Dude. Again, talking about it here. What's the opposite of side boob? Whatever it was, that's what Andy was going with. The cut of her dress in the front, I believe, went all the way down to her knees. So we got the inside boob all night long, along with all of the chest area in between her mountains. Man, Andy really seems to be lacking in the confidence, confidence department. I hope she's okay this season. All I'm thinking about right now, Becca, is the like when you're talking about 
then Steve contacting your family members and like having these like interactions like and reading this how like unsafe and like sick to my stomach I feel just like with the obsession this like breast obsession and sex obsession he brings it up again with Jojo I know there have been rumors about a possible nose job and boob job just wondering if there's any truth to them yes on the boobs that's obvious He's got like, he's, it's so crazy incel vibes. Like reading these, it's like, oh, are you mad? Because like these women don't want to sleep with you. Is that why you're taking so much energy and time to, 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 you can't even fathom the idea that a woman of her own volition and of her own empowerment might feel like wearing a low cut top or might feel like doing a nude playboy shoot. No, to you, that is only lumped in with people who don't value themselves and women who, yeah, women who don't have confidence and women who don't value themselves. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like hearing you read these, it's just like taking me back to a place and like a time where I remember reading articles like this maybe i was even reading steve's i don't remember but reading articles like steve's in this that would talk about women this way and and would 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 aid in me devaluing my body like i i i'm literally is just taking me back to just like that spot in my life where things would happen to me that up until very recently i was like no that's not sexual assault like no that's not because uh, yeah my my boobs were out so like i deserved it like he, he you know all that type of shit that I'm re- that you're reading is like taking me back to those times where it was just like the devaluation of my body as a woman and that it's purely an object. He, right, right, exactly because he is stripping you down to whether or not you show your body and what it looks like and whether or not you choose to share it and if you do then you deserve to be treated like a piece of meat. You deserve for people to only focus on your body if that's what you choose to show. I mean, it's it's crazy. Look at this. He, here's one where he's talking about Blakely. Blakely, she tells us she's grown so much as a person since Ben's season because she quit her job as a VIP cocktail waitress and went back to being an esthetician waxing people's taints. Truly a step up in this world. Before, she was just walking around scantily clad in a seedy bar knowing every guy there is pleasuring himself to the thought of what he wants to do with her taint. This is one goal setter, I tell you. What do you have against women, Steve? And if you have this kind of shit against women, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you're holding something in particular against Matt and Tasha. I'm just saying. Dude, holy shit. Oh, here's another one about Blakely. So he fixates on these women, like Jade, like Blakely, like Andy. Just like, I guess, Andy was showing her, her boobs, and that seemed to yeah, make maybe, him angry. Maybe, that yeah, seemed to like, make him mad. Yeah, women who are, yeah, confident in their sexuality, maybe yeah. one would say. Just, I, I don't know, existing in their bodies in a way that they choose to exist. Blakely knows this type of date is right up her alley. I'm definitely a better dancer than Rachel. This dance is very sensual and sexual. This is who I am. This, that is totally not her. That's a quote from Blakely on this date. 
Reality Steve says, interesting. I never really looked at Blakely that way. So pure, so innocent. Doesn't seem to ever flaunt her sexuality in a way that'd make you think, hmm, I wonder if she's ever had dollar bills stuffed in her G-string before. Such an unassuming girl who really needs to come out of her shell and stand out more if she wants attention from guys. Wearing long, I'm assuming he's being sarcastic, wearing long baggy sweaters and being all shy all the time really isn't the way to win over a guy. You know what I say, Blakely? If you got it, flaunt it. Show some skin. Give us a little cleavage. Something, anything to make us notice you. Because right now you're just a small town girl living in a lonely world of course rachel sees things completely different and thinks blakely and ben look awkward together you think wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that she's going to try to dry hump him rather than salsa dance does it if anyone doubted whether blakely has ever worked the pole in her life their question should have been answered by her dancing with ben last night i half expected guys in trucker hats or rich asians to be sitting nearby whistling and heaving one dollar paper airplanes at her who told melanie that wedding dress she picked was acceptable I think he might have booted her just for that. That was a freaking cocktail dress she'd wear to the bar to try and pick up on older guys with money. Who wears a wedding dress with the cleavage cut down the middle of the dress? I'm no expert on wedding dresses. All I know is that if my future wife was walking down the aisle in that, I might ask the priest to put a rain check on the whole thing. Yuck. You're an incel. You're an incel. And you hate women because they don't want to sleep with you. You are an incel and you're fucking disgusting. You're fucking disgusting. Let's get a couple bachelor-related things out of the way first. From this point forward, I'll refrain from referring to Stephanie as slutty or a whore. Frankly, I don't think I can accurately call her what Jenna over on the real world is beating her the punch on a weekly basis. I mean, let's face it. Stephanie technically hasn't done anything except dress like a hooker. We've actually seen... He's talking about um, someone... I don't know who Stephanie is. Doesn't matter. We've actually seen Jen sleep with with guys this season, four of them. So my job as a journalist is to present the facts. And the facts are that real world Denver Jen has spread her legs for just about any male who's walked within 10 feet of her. And Stephanie just dresses trampy. Is Jen breaking television records right now? Letting four different guys toss you around like a rag doll during one season of a reality show is quite possibly the single sluttiest achievement we've ever seen this decade. So congrats go out to Jen, I guess. And now that she's on Inferno 3, that gives her 10 more guys to line up outside her door. Oh my God, this just goes on and on and on and on. Here he is talking about... I'm sure somewhere in there, Pisces are blonde bimbos who crave attention and desperately want to be famous in the worst way. They will spread their legs for anyone who pays them the least bit of attention on TV or something like that. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So, it just goes on. So point being is uh, there may be some biases involved. Oh my God. It just there goes, may be some biases It just involved. goes on more about women's cleavage, more about Kim Kardashian's cleavage. He even said this to Leslie on an interview. Oh no, no, no. He's he's I'm sorry. He was he was not he was not interviewing Leslie. This is like, you know, when on his blog he like talks to people like throat, you know, like he's not actually interviewing her, but he goes, Leslie, I don't have breasts, so I don't have any idea what it's like to own a pair, but I'm guessing it's pretty damn cool. You get a lot of attention, they look good, and if they're big enough, you'll even get attention from guys that normally wouldn't give you the time of day. Why? Because guys are pigs, that's why. Breasts fascinate me, and I'm not talking about size, because I could care less how big or small they are. I'm just talking about how guys act around them. Blah, blah, blah. Guys can't stop staring. Some guys only stare when she's not looking. Trust me, Leslie. Trust me, Leslie. The guys who you don't think stare are staring. You just have 
haven't caught them yet. It's a natural reaction for a guy. Don't be offended. It's something that's been going on since the beginning of time and will continue to go on for centuries to come. Just don't be naive enough to think that there are men out there who aren't interested in how big your chest is. So please, for all your date's sake, don't wear more clothing. That'll do them no good. Studies have shown that men's interest in women is in direct correlation to his interest in her breasts. The study was conducted in my apartment, by the way. So keep dating. Wear what you feel comfortable in, and eventually you'll find one guy who doesn't pay any attention to them. And not only will he become your best gay friend, you'll find yourself asking, why isn't he looking at my breasts? Sophia Vergara's breasts. Excuse me, this study was conducted in his apartment, like that line on top of everything? Oh, I'm not saying Chantelle is ugly. Far from it. But let's call a spade a spade here. She's a thicker girl. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. Some guys like more cushion for the pushing. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Is she a fat ass? Is she a fat ass? No. Is she a pig? No. There are obviously plenty of other women on this planet bigger than her. That's not what I'm saying. Blah, 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 blah. To continuing to talk about her body weight. Her br- oh then he talks God, again about Chantelle's dude. dress with the un- with amount of cleavage she had going on. Those puppies look damn good in the tops that she wears. I mean, it's just pages upon pages upon pages talking about women's lady bits over and over again. Um, how the bachelor is more fun to wear because the or bachelor is more fun to watch because the girls wear push up bras. I mean, yeah. Again think maybe there's Kylie Clu- Heidi Klum is is a slut because of her her um her Halloween costumes no one wants to see that Heidi anyway we could go on and on for probably the next 30 minutes with the amount of screenshots there there are in this and those are just the ones that were found yeah so again I'll echo. You think maybe there's bias? <laughs> yeah. Maybe some. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can, we can probably just like leave it at that. I think that speaks for itself. I think that speaks for itself, too. I uh, really didn't think we were going to be going here. If I'm being completely honest with you, um, initially the conversation and I had heard again, rumblings from people. I don't want to, I want to leave it as vague as possible of uncomfortable and not okay situations. Yeah. And I mean, not rumblings like confirmation, confirmation, but again, not something that, you know, we have the, we can talk about the right to, to speak on at this moment, but uh still just didn't think that was that was gonna go there um and then receiving these a few days ago on top of things that had already we had already heard we felt like as much as Becca and I said you know like it makes me just like it's really nerve-wracking to fucking put out there especially when you see the backlash that happens from just mentioning his name for like two minutes like briefly in a podcast episode that he didn't even listen to and then he's coming for us and the stands are coming for us. So I'll say this. You know, if that's the reaction to basically having a different opinion than him, I would understand why probably people wouldn't come out and say things. And after reading and after reading all this, 
that was again this is this is public information this is not like a recorded private conversation so no this is shit he's publishing on his blog in 2016 at least so all the jade shit thought, was 2016 so just a thought moving forward when we are consuming when we are consuming the tea and the 100% confirmation of things that Steve says, as much as he says that I only made the mistake here, please use your, I was going to say, I don't know, perspective glasses, <laughs> whatever, in, in your, your discernment glasses. There you go. That's the word. Your discernment glasses and realizing that there might be bias involved. I mean, it was obvious in the way he handled the Jenna stuff, which I know he says like that was just the one mistake. But he was coming so hard for her, calling her like a sugar baby, deceitful woman. And, you know, this is this based on what I've seen online of him. This seems like a dude that hates women. Yeah. I don't think that's something crazy to say after reading all of this shit. And his absolute ignorance when it comes to issues of sexual assault is so insulting and appalling, like beyond insulting and appalling. And so damaging. Men, yeah. <laughs> just even with the Kobe Bryant stuff, it's just unbelievable. Like, yeah, men, men don't, all men the don't victim, rape women the unless victim they're blaming. inebriated. Yeah. Be, be again and again, like you said, you know, you're, you're right. I should take it as a compliment when, um, when men are, are, what was, how did he phrase it? Raping, raping, raping you with you their with eyes. eyes. Yeah. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. And I got to be careful with what I wear, too, because if men are only looking at my breasts, that, that is my fault for putting them out there. And if they choose to take any actions or liberties towards me, you know, that's that probably is my fault, you know, for putting my breasts out there. Just I filmed The Bachelor in 2017. I was filming the show in 2017, a year after he was saying all this shit about Jade. And again, I don't believe there's been any acknowledgement of this by him. You've got some serious explaining to do, my man. I know. And, and like like you said, I, I'm not aware of that. Maybe they've he's touched on it for like moments before. I, I don't, mean, don't know. But even if he has, but even if he has, this is still a moment of recognizing that there is bias. Heavy misogyny internalized misogyny not not even it's not even i was gonna say it's not internalized misogynist i was it's not internalized it's written on the page not only is it not internalized and it's not even just in his private conversations it's literally written out and put out to the world so yeah i'll be keeping that in mind for sure and i hope that other people will be too interested to say and i'm really sorry if this yeah, and I'm really sorry for anyone listening to this if this is like really upsetting and like triggering. I know it makes me feel. Like I mean, it is. It should be upsetting and triggering yeah. to everyone listening. No, I know. To this. I no know. one I, listening I, to this shouldn't be upset and triggered by this. It's in. This is what. This is why. This is why women get sexually assaulted. 
This is why women get raped. This is why survivors get discounted again and again and again is because of this kind of mentality and because of this type of disgusting, toxic masculinity that is on full display that just gets swept under the rug. And this person can just keep saying shit about whoever and whatever they want and just, you know, making a making a profit off of writing these kind of things about women. Hateful, vile, disgusting things that contribute to our dehumanization and the abuse that is inflicted upon us every single day. It's because of this kind of mentality. Point blank. Point blank. Fucking blank. Anyway. So, anywho, Steve, she didn't open up your message if you're still wondering. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, I won't be. I won't be opening up your message. I won't be replying to your DM. No, I also, yeah, she's not going to, she's not going to open them. She's not going to reply because I'm sorry, at the end of the day, too, in that live, the way that you spoke about her, come on, come on, why didn't you open? I sent her a message was a little aggressive, my guy. Okay. I don't give like, a shit about you, Steve, or like, I didn't like, until now. Like, now I definitely give a shit like about you. But sending a DM and you know, whatever. I I just the, oh. anyway. It would be really telling to me to see how, yeah, how he reacts into people in conjunction with him. People in conjunction with him react. I mean, to I I I hope not to. But, I, you know, I'll tell you this much. If we get a call from Steve's lawyer, I'll be talking about it on the podcast because all this fucking shit is out in on in in the open air. All this yeah. shit is on the blog. It's screenshots from your things. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, yeah. Just, just and I were talking about this and I was like, there is nothing that like he can't he can't come at us for like slander or defamation because he's literally made his whole whole career, uh, you know, um, yeah, seriously. Distributing claims about individuals on reality TV. Correct. And these are literally, yeah, like you said, these are screenshots from his blog. Yeah. <sighs> Anywho, I have a uh, I have a feeling when this episode drops, I'll be still with uh, my mom for one day oh for 24 hours for a birthday and i'd like to apologize to my mom in advance because i'm sure my phone will be blowing up and if i'm not res- responding <laughs> to people messaging it's because i'm with my sweet mother on her 60th birthday pretending to be her a form of a sylvia <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly like i'm not gonna lie i don't i don't uh, i don't really i mean i'm sure we will be addressing it after whatever response he has but like it is so mentally and emotionally exhausting, yeah, yeah. like as a woman to talk yep. about this kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. And like, I don't really like, you know, I'm probably going to post some of the screenshots online and just be like, yeah, this speaks for itself. But like, I don't I don't really want to like, I really don't. I, it does not please me to go over this stuff because like I said, it has contributed to yes. direct harm and uh, this kind of mentality has contributed to direct harm in our lives and harm of many women that I know and love and every woman in the world that is a victim has been a victim and a survivor of this kind of of this kind of view absolutely, absolutely. and our existences and this is not you know and I yeah I, I this is not us fucking going to war with reality steve because i don't give a fuck about going to war well, with that's him. the thing like, it's like it's like we got sent that video a million times and we were kind of laughing and you and i you and i literally said we were like ah, maybe we'll address it 
because we've people have yeah, sent the, the video podcast, so many like, times maybe we'll c- cover it for a few minutes because you know w- whatever we don't we don't care but then when all of these posts of his were being sent to us considering the conversations we've had considering the fact that we're women there felt like we we were obligated as much as it makes us nervous and uncomfortable to talk about that this is something that we had to address because yeah. we would because we would do it with anyone else in this franchise. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it got shared on the main bachelor subreddit too. And people just, I guess, glossed over it. I don't know, but, but thank you so much. This was posted by the user in all caps, really underscore, 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 underscore stinky in all caps. So thank you. Really stinky for compiling this. <laughs> thank you. Really posting stinky. it on the bachelor underscore POC subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. So, thank you. And we're not trying to insult you by calling you really stinky. That's just the name that you go by. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I feel drained. Yeah, I, I do too, for sure. I feel drained. But yeah, and um, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, I really don't know what. <sighs> Yeah, what someone the, in this comments, someone in this comment section said too, um, like with an asterisk. Tasha breathes. Reality says she's so. Reality Steve says she's so fame hungry. Let me bring her ex on. Rachel K posts QAnon shit and is racist. Reality Steve, we need to give her the benefit of the doubt, and we need more confirmation. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm. You know, I'm. Uh, I'm nervous too. But at the end of the day, it's like. You know, Becca and I felt like, again, after seeing these things and then after after seeing these things and taking into consideration the fact that probably a lot of people who are in Bachelor Nation are probably too nervous and understandably so to to vocalize these things. Um, us as a team you know a lot of these people are are one man army there it's just them and there's and that's that's fucking so scary so we we felt like just you know at least that we have each other as a team to uh to talk about this so yeah so really stinky said again (laughs) too in this comment section just because he learned to be quieter about his problematic views doesn't mean that he isn't still influencing our view of bachelor nation contestants based on these biases yeah yep so mm. oh well i'm gonna go take a nap yeah anyway thanks for doing this with me i am nervous but i you know we've spoken nothing but facts i do believe and i i agree and, and i feel like again i just i would echo this it's like at the end of the day this is something that he's part of bachelor nation really and this is a conversation we would be having about anyone from bachelor nation if these well and again things were emerging like this person said he's a really influential figure in bachelor nation that influences people's opinions of people like Matt's, which is what we were directly trying to combat on the last episode is being like whoa 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 guys everyone's everyone's opinion is being very heavily influenced negatively towards this man where it doesn't seem justified at this at, at to this degree and that's mm-hmm. all that we were you know raising a red flag about and now i think it is extremely concerning that he is influencing people's opinions of contestants based on his own biases 
Yeah, so. especially a problematic man with a problematic show. Like we don't need <laughs> we don't need someone <laughs> influencing us who's a, who's has issues with a show that's already full of those. I well, mean, right. honestly, and I don't, you know, I I don't love the term problematic. You know, I feel like it's gotten it's got it's gotten even thrown around for like me and you and lots of other people. I think like, um, you know, everyone's done shit that's problematic. But I think yeah. that certain things surface where you go like this person is like has continually actively made choices that cause immense harm yeah um and i think that there's just degrees of all that stuff and again it's not to say that we are perfect or we've never had flaws at all but i think that these perspectives are incredibly incredibly dangerous and this person is in a big position of power and has a lot of sway over people's opinions so that's yeah that's that i think yeah you're right you're right anyway well with that rods with that another tuesday for the books another tuesday for the books again i'm gonna go take a 15 hour nap and cry into a pillow um so we love you broads chat soon chat soon broads (laughs) 